0: Blog Talk Radio. Everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, she's appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine the creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and Save-A-Seminars. She's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Ah, uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good Love Radio. I am Dr. Brenda, your Good Love doctor, and so happy to be with you today. We're approaching the holidays, and most of us think, oh, wonderful, time to celebrate, and I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but this is a time of the year when we are more likely to see breakups and breakdowns, coasting all the way through money, food issues, alcohol, drinking, you name it, we see more of it, and then culminating in January with very sad to say, more suicides than any other time of the year. And it's not all due to the weather. And we don't have to look far or look hard to find examples of celebrities that are having those breakdowns and sometimes exhibiting very bad behavior as they do it. Open your newspaper, turn on the TV, click on your favorite blog. Every day there's a celebrity who's in or out of rehab, driving recklessly, beating up a spouse, taking a swipe at the paparazzi, or seems to be the favorite, cheating. So why do celebrities have this kind of behavior, and what does it have to do with our topic, which is good love? We'll reveal the fascinating link with today's guest, Dr. Shailen Tham. And as always on this show, we are focused on why good love is essential to your greatness. Why? It helps you to grow. How to identify the negative love patterns that are blocking you from true intimacy? And, of course, how do you break those patterns, those old chains that keep us tied to the past so that you're free to experience what is available now and what's available Love. So our guest is a Los Angeles-based psychologist, Shalyn Pham, and she wants us to take a good hard look at the dark side of celebrity, including why we take such pleasure when the people we elevate to role model status then fall from grace. And she's going to be with us to discuss how to find teachable moments in the latest celebrity scandals. And what's wrong with living for applause and the real reason depression and other mental disorders are so common among the famous? Dr. Shailen Pham is a licensed psychologist, coach, speaker, the author of the new book, The Joy of Me, Uncover Your Loving Self Through the Art, get this everybody, the Art of Being Selfish. Her website is dot com. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Shellon Pham to our show. Hello there, Dr. Shailen Pham. Thank you
1: so much, Dr. Brenda, for having me on the show. It's my pleasure.
0: Oh, it's great having you because this is something that, of course, we have all wondered about. Why is Lindsay Lohan partying too much in London? Why is Amanda Bynes, how do you say her name, Bynes? Teen star gone wrong? Should she be committed? What is America's obsession with Kim Kardashian and with Kanye West and Baby North? What is going on? So first of all, tell us how you're interested in all of this, Dr. Pham. Well, you know, this is
1: something that we see every single day, whether it's with our next-door neighbor or to the a, um list movie star. The the sad part is when you're living in the limelight, well, it's not only for the up, but with the down, it still also get broadcasted for the world to see. And so when, you know, you are a movie star, people look up to you for various reasons. And, you know in a way you know you have even the show called american idol so you idolize them in your own life you have something to focus on and sometimes you also feel relatable it's like okay it's their life you know they ha they are the rich and famous and they suffer and struggle then that in a way kind of helps us feel better about our own lives
0: is that how you got interested in all of this did you need a distraction from your life
1: um, not necessarily, but because I work with a lot of um, patients I have seen, and the common uh, themes that keep coming up is their distractions. And even with the stars themselves, you know, I don't know them personally, but a lot of time what we have seen with the drugs and alcohol is a way of distracting themselves from what they really need to focus on. And with the patient I sit with, you know, whether from drugs, alcohol, or the drama in their life, and in this case, looking up or reading or interested in the drama with the celebrity, um, it's a distraction. And so that's part of me that got interested in all of this is because I see of the, the destructiveness and the distraction that we don't realize that we commit ourselves into on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, and I think for everyone, most of us could readily raise our hands and say, Yeah, there are some things in my life I'd like to be distracted from. I certainly know in my own life, growing up with a lot of trauma in my childhood, it was very important for me to get distracted. And being on stage as a child and being a child star and having my own TV show when I was 16 years old, all of those things gave me something positive outside when everything inside felt so scary, so bad, so negative, and I was just a sad, lonely child on the inside. Now, the problem that you're identifying is so many celebrities kind of get addicted to living on the outside and all that stuff on the inside doesn't get touched. Talk to us more about what it is that you see that really gets people stuck so that they don't heal those inner issues. I have
1: seen i've heard this a lot, and at one point, I also went through it. You know we all have you know even you, you're talking about the trauma in um childhood, and when it comes to emotions it's it's messy and it's almost it is it seems to be invisible. When you have a broken bone, you know, broken legs, you see it, it's tangible. You touch it, you see the pain, you you treat the pain. And when it comes to emotional pain, it is a lot more complicated. And so a lot of times people are so afraid of opening up that can of worms because they're afraid if they open it up, then they can't close it uh, back up.
0: Wow. And so, That's uh, very powerful what you're saying because it's true. The things that we can see are easier for us to wrap our minds around. If you can see it in an X-ray or see it in an MRI or CAT scan, then it seems mm-hmm. real. But mm-hmm. we can't see emotional pain. And we feel it. We yes. feel it. And the sad thing, as you're saying, is we run from the feelings. We so, do. When we look at people like uh, the Kardashians, why... Why are people obsessed with the Kardashians? I mean these these people aren't necessarily talented in any way. What's that about? I'm
1: asking the same question here, Doctor Brenda. Um, I think it's because of the you know, I, I do want to give them the the credit that, you know, they are business savvy. They build an empire for that. That aside, I think in a way it gives people hope and that anyone can become a celebrity can become famous and it's it's a it's a hope and and at the same time it's sad that it's not a i don't want to say false hope, but it does come with a cost i mean look at how Kim become famous, and you know you have seen a lot of other um actors and actresses doesn't come to celebrity. But I think in the ways of the people who have seen that and, you know, her app comes out and talking about how you can make your way to the carpet and depends on who you sleep with and, you know, sleep with the right person, dress the right way, then you can become famous. So it gives people the hope and especially if we live on, you know, I live here in Los Angeles, we have thousands of people are trying to break into the industry. So it gives people that glimpse of hope that everyone can become famous.
0: Yeah, and I'm beginning, as we're having this conversation, I'm really beginning to ask myself the question, so I just have to ask you, why is it so important for people to want to be famous? What is that need?
1: I think that is a great question because people forget to recognize their own worth and their own self-significance and they buy into the idea that you are some, you are only somebody if you are somebody. So if you are famous, then you are somebody. But when you are not, then you're just another, you know, another person. So the, the false identity that people um, attach to, or slap a labels on, and say that I have to become famous uh, to become important. And so that is something that's really important for the individual to know that. You know, their significance does not tie to the um, dollar sign in the bank account or the job title they have for the celebrity that they may want to be. Because even if we're looking back and uh, looking at uh, Robin Williams, he was well-famous and he was suffer from within and essentially took his own life. So we have to really learn to find that joy from within and not just living for the applause of other people and who lift us up because when we allow other people to elevate us and lift us up, we can also allow them to tear us down rather than we ourselves need to be in charge and be in control of where we need to be and want to be.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. The whole idea of the suffering being covered up by this big external life and, in Robin's case, I was actually talking with somebody who knew him, who was part of his circle uh, in AA. And Mm. he said Robin helped so many other people and that Mm -hmm. his belief was that it was hard for Robin to ask for help for himself. And when Mm -hmm. we look at celebrities, uh, say the Beyonce elevator scandal, where her sister Solange uh, physically attacked her husband, Jay-Z. What does that say about siblings and family relationships?
1: It definitely says we need to learn to uh, be more in charge of our emotions and not using physical as a way of dealing with conflict because that is creating more um, conflicts and is more destructive uh, than actually hope to create and nurture a relationship, you know, whatever the the conflict it may have been, um, there are better ways to deal with conflict than resorting to physical um, altercation. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. And what about Renee Zelliger and the plastic surgery? Her face is so radically changed. What does that say about beauty pursuit of perfection in the limelight? I mean, here's somebody who doesn't even look like herself.
1: You are right. There is a radical change, and I think I read recently say that she is really happy with herself. And to hear that she is, I hope that it's a truly, you know, a lasting joy and happiness from within, and it's not just a quick fix. Because if it is, then she would have to go back and have more surgery and continue to have more surgery. But the 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 important um, point here is that when you rely on any external factors uh, for your happiness then you keep continue to chase it and it is not satisfying it's not long lasting you really have to build that from within and that's where you have to you know love yourself take care of yourself be kind to yourself mm. so that now, is that you what can you treat mean when self. you
0: say be selfish in a positive way
1: absolutely
0: so is that, tell us now, what can we learn from these celebrity dramas that are teachable moments?
1: You know, I think, you know, going to uh, one thing is uh, the Robin you're talking about. He was such a caretaker and he's so strong. And I think that is a tendency that most of us have been taught growing up as he's supposed to be, you know, helping other, taking care of other people, um, be the helper. And we take that on to the heart that we don't ask for help. And sometimes you're so strong that people forget if you need any help as well. And also you forget to take care of yourself. I think that's really important to take care of yourself. And celebrities who, whether behaving badly or trying to, you know, not to get fit into the role. For example, uh, we saw um, that Myri Cyrus, she's trying to break out of her uh, Disney characters. And so the, the thing is, if we are allowing other people to dictate how we live our life, wherever you may, you may want to be, it's important that you have to find your own purpose and that you're doing it for you, not because you're doing it for other people or because you're afraid that people are going to fit you into a box. So you have to try to break out of that box.
0: That totally makes sense. And it's very, very challenging. For people to step back from what will other people think of me, I heard somebody mm-hmm. say once that that was the biggest addiction in the world is people who are addicted to what will other people think of me now, mm-hmm. This is a tall order because for all of us, you know there're you know people like you and me who spent our entire lives working not just to help other people heal but working on ourselves. And it Mm -hmm. is a tall order to build that strong sense of self. What would you say is one of the most important things we could give our audience that they could do to start building identity that's positive from the inside?
1: I would say a couple things. I would say, one, start being kind to themselves. I would say, you know, take out your, your, your calendar, your schedule, Put in there three times a week. Even just go with 15 minutes and work your way up. But make that your time so that you can have the time to reflect on yourself, time for you to breathe. And in that time, it's important for you to recall and um, reflect on your day and trying to come up with at least three things that you yourself are proud of that you have done in that day. And it can be small or big, but it's, it's you who recognize the accomplishment, not because someone else said you've done well, but it's you who recognize that. So that way it starts building the your own ability to trust in yourself and to see in yourself for what you are capable of.
0: So every day take 15 minutes and do something that is kind for yourself and then give yourself. Kudos. So you get used yes. to hearing your own voice praising you. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And for those who are saying, "I want to be famous, I want to be famous, I need that to feel complete. What can you say to those people?
1: You won't just simply that you won't feel complete because once you get there, you still not you you still don't feel because what are you doing it for? If you're doing it because you think that people will love you, then you're gonna feel very lonely because you can be you know, in a midst of a, a crowd and still feel lonely. And so we all want to be like, and I get that, but you want to be like for who you are, not for the facade, not for the mask that you put on. Because if you put on the mask and people like you for the mask, at the end of the day, you will say, they like me for the mask they put on, they didn't like me. And then again, you're going to beat yourself up and you're still feeling down and sad and unsatisfying.
0: Hmm. Now, what does resentment have to do with all of this? This living on the outside, having trouble connecting with our true selves on the inside.
1: And that is because, you know, going to the idea of um living for other people, trying to do everything that you possibly can be the people pleaser, uh because you want to be liked. You know, it's hard not to when someone don't like you and you know, like you said earlier, we want to be like, and we're afraid of what people think of us. So we try our best to, you know, be the yes ma'am or yes sir, and to do what you can and do everything that you think that you should, and then you give all that you have. Kind of like a, imagine yourself like a pot of a tea. I don't know if you like tea or not, but I let's love- say if you're. A- Oh, perfect. <laughs> then <laughs> let's say that you have a pot of tea and you have all this cup and you need to pour it out. So that is all the energy, the time that you give it out. But if you don't give it to yourself, eventually you end up with an empty pot. And when it's not being reciprocated, you end up being angry, resentful, because your needs are not being met. So it's really important. And while we talk and go back to being the art of being selfish, is you need to fill your pot. So, imagine yourself as like you well know, that cup of of pot of, of um a cup of water, and when you keep filling the cup eventually it has to get to the rims and it gets full and you continue to fill it, it will overflow because it has nowhere to go, so it's important you know you're talking about the good love and love your title that's the one the good love is when you flow in love that naturally just come out, and that way your cup is already full. So you don't need it to be reciprocate or to repay. Then that's when you can give truly give unconditionally without the strings attached.
0: Hmm. So healing resentment means to start. Everybody might want to write this down. You might want to start giving more to yourself than to others and expecting them to give you as much as they give, because that is a recipe for resentment. And you know that old saying about resentment, everybody. You've all heard it. Resentment is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. So we don't want to drink that poison of resentment. We want to work from the inside out, being our true selves. And there's something you made me think of, Dr. Pem, as you were speaking You know, I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years teaching. We have a mastermind community, which is our highest level seminar. People make a year-long commitment to their growth. And we've been working on compassion Mm. and developing compassion for ourselves, for others, and this practice of compassion. It's very much, as you know, a Buddhist tradition, but it's in every spiritual tradition and it simply mm-hmm. means to be with our own feelings and with the feelings of others and I want to just put that out there for those who want to heal from resentment and want to learn how to love yourself for yourself start practicing compassion for yourself and for others because I find that is a powerful way to break through now what else would you like us to learn from watching celebrity bad behavior which is all over everywhere right now.
1: Compassion. <laughs> I'm so glad you actually said that because the thing is, you know, we don't know what situation they in and, you know, like Amanda Bind, you know, they talking about these maybe experience mental health. And somehow when it's a celebrity, then we can talk it up and just laugh and say that she's behave, behaving badly. And she's how happy she is. But at the same time, you know, they are human beings too. And we all are. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. But at the same time, we have to learn to have to have the compassion for ourselves. Because once we start with the compassion for ourselves, then we can have the compassion for other people. Because oftentimes when you find people who are very critical and ridicule of other people, um, you know, they are also very self-deprecating themselves. So yeah, self-deprecating,
0: with, this is somebody who's really wracked with guilt and shame. How do you deal with that?
1: Forgiveness. That's where you have to learn to forgive yourself. Um, you know, whatever mistakes that we all, you know, your past is part of who you are, and we all make mistakes, but when you learn from the mistakes, then you can grow from it. And if you grow from it, then there's a valuable lesson. It was Edison that he said, You know, I didn't fail. I found a thousand ways that the light bulb didn't work.
0: Right. That Edison's famous <laughs> statement. I love that. Yeah. And, and so, every time I found something that didn't work, he said, I knew I was closer to finding what would work.
1: Exactly. And so that's why we have to really have that sense of compassion for ourselves, that kindness. And we need to forgive for all the mistakes that we, we do because when we're not forgiving, we're stuck on and we dwell on that that past, that negative event. Exactly. But when you're able to forgive, you're able to learn and you're able to move forward wiser.
0: That's really good because you can't learn from your mistakes, and we all make them. One of my mentors used to say, Dr. Virginia Satir, she used to say, if you can't make a mistake... You can't make anything. So what we call a mistake, I really like to call an opportunity to learn. It's a lesson. Me too. (laughs) You know, it is so important to everyone. It's easy for us to look at celebrities and say they're so different from us. Now we have a quick question that just came in. The question is, oh, good one, why do so many celebrities need to cheat?
1: You know, that is going back to the communication that they, you know, don't have in the relationship. And, you know, they are just like us. When we cheat, oftentimes is that there is something missing in your own relationship that is not fulfilled and you're not willing to go to your relationship to get that needs met, so you seek outside.
0: You know, my experience is that often people are cheating because there's something missing in them. And they're that hoping too. something or someone somewhere will fill that hole in them. And of course, they think it will be the spouse. The spouse can't do it, so they just keep looking for somebody else, and it becomes an addiction, actually. Mm-hmm. Looking for that person to fill the hole. And uh, I think something's maybe missing in the relationship, but then something's missing in us.
1: Absolutely. So what do you want
0: to leave us with, Dr. Pham? We're sorry we can't take more questions. We've just hit that wall with time. But what do you want to leave us with? What is the most important thing? Everybody get out your device of whatever kind and write it down.
1: It's okay to be selfish. And to start with selfish so that you can love yourself then you can love others unconditionally.
0: So when we're selfish, we learn to love ourselves. And that's the key to good love, everybody. That's why we have a mantra here on this show. And that mantra is, I am worthy. You can say it with me, Dr. Pham. I am worthy, worthy. And I am deserving. And I, I am deserving. Thank you, and I am so lovable. Oh, I absolutely am lovable. Good for you. <laughs> I knew you'd say that with gusto. Thank you so much. And everyone, remember that because every week we want you to know here on Good Love Radio that you are truly worthy, deserving, and lovable, and that is the recipe for creating good love, you for you and you for another. So thank you so much, Dr. Shalyn Sam. It's a pleasure having you, everybody. Run and get that book. The book is called The Joy of Me Uncover Your Loving Self Through the Art of Being Selfish. Her website is com. And I want you to know you can stay in touch with me via Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Tweet me, Dr. Brenda Wade, follow me on Twitter. And please tune in to all the great things we have for you on our website lots of information. And all of the radio podcasts, including this one, will be available for you at drbrendawade.com. All right, everyone, I'm sending you love and blessings. Bye. Oh, and thank you to Legrand Green, our producer. What am I doing? and Cliff Donning, our associate producer. These brilliant guys make this show possible. Thank you so much. (music) Bye-bye.